Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another, another episode of Signal Fire Radio, a show where a bunch of military veterans and their friends get together and destroy the villain of self-doubt by having encouraging conversations designed to feed the mind, strengthen the body, enrich the spirit, and grow your tribe. I'm your co-host, Rob Renz. I'm joined by my co-host, Brandon Pettyjohn, the Port City Attorney. Hey, hey, how are we doing? And I'm about to bestow an honor upon Chris Bradley. Let's do Chris it. Bradley has been promoted to co-host. Let's go. Yes. Co-host Chris Bradley of Cape Fear Investigative Services. I you feel, couldn't find a better I, trio. Yeah. You know, well, Matt. Matt we and Evan, Matt. we were pretty good in the beginning. <laughs> COVID forced a lot of that. <laughs> and then they all decided to go get lives and do things. And here we are. Listen, we've got three new co-hosts. I just want to do hood rat shit with my friends. That's okay? right. That's all. I've been doing some country shit lately, though. Have you? Good yeah, for you. big country shit. Didn't? Wasn't it from The Hangover? Three best friends that anyone could have. Because <laughs> we're the three best, best friends that, that anyone could have. have. All right, some housekeeping business, and then I've got. I'm fired up today, Let's guys. Fucking go. I'm fired up today. SB three, Senate Bill three, the Compassionate Care Act is officially dead again for the third legislative session. We're going to talk about that. We're going to continue to expand upon a topic that we've talked about for a long time, which is the political usefulness of veterans. And then I'm also kind of feeling like I want to talk about how to deal with passive-aggressive people. Because I've got a new tactic that's been working out well for me, but I want to know what you guys have to think about it. All right, first order of housekeeping business. I'm drinking water today. Good for you. After our episode last week uh, with my wife, or two weeks ago, um, we had a lot of keyboard warriors who were not pleased that we had monster energy drinks it's zero. in front of it's us. Zero energy. In front of us. They use water it's to make energy. and they use water to make it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. What's the first listed ingredient on a monster energy uh, drink there? A uh, 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 carbonated water. Carbonated yeah, water. Okay. So take it and shove it, boys. Okay. But you know what? It was I I this will tie into our conversation about passive aggressiveness because I decided I'm gonna approach people with grace and mercy from now on. So somebody had something to say. And I was like, ha-ha, you should listen to our entire episode. We were having good laughs about how, you know, kind of ironic it was or mm-hmm. oxymoronical or, hypo- or uh, hypocritical mm-hmm. to be talking about what it was that we were talking about with monsters in front of us. And then I ended with, after all, we are only human, and we go by the 80-20 rule here. So Absolutely. I thought that was a pretty good way to handle it. You know, yeah, and, and I, everyone's got to have a vice, right? Yeah. You know, I get up at... 4.30 in the morning, and I go to bed at like 10.30 at night, 11.30 at night. I can't fit enough crap into my day. Yeah. So I choose to use and abuse caffeine. Yes, I do so, too. I so, do too. Suck a butt. Yeah. I'm awake. <laughs> I'm awake and I'm doing stuff. Suck a butt. I'm awake. <laughs> permanent night shift, like maybe 12 years of permanent nights out of a 20-year career in law enforcement. Yeah. Caffeine is my friend. Yep. I oh, yeah. know about how much caffeine I can take in per day and still sleep at night. You're looking at three dudes whose endocrine systems have been (laughs) totally and completely shot, sometimes by our own making. Mm -hmm. Other times uh, it was DOD-funded or uh, not DHS-funded. Whatever department it was. Whoever whoever pays to fund police. The tax dollars. The tax dollars. I'm paying for your salary. DEA for a while, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. DEA was was fun in that caffeine ride. But listen, all right, here's a question for everyone, and maybe it's a thought exercise. Question for the folks listening. Question for my co-hosts. Did you ever meet somebody while you're on the job in the Marine Corps as a cop that didn't drink coffee, and then did you immediately become suspicious of them? I never met somebody who didn't drink coffee that I wasn't suspicious of. I'll yes. put it that way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like Agreed. you have like to me, um, if you're somebody who's like, no, 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 I don't do coffee. I'm like, really? 
Yeah. You really don't do coffee? Yeah, why? And they'll be like, it's a health thing. And so then I'll watch them consume like Coke or Pepsi. Yeah. And I'm like, well, it's not really a health thing then. Because I'll drink black coffee like it's going out of style. Yeah. I love it. What about you? Many road cops at night. Everyone. So I I do know some that don't drink coffee and I'm suspicious of them. Yeah. (laughs) But if they didn't drink coffee, they drank. Yellow piss Mountain Dew. Yeah. Um, yeah, th- yeah. And that was their go-to, which is fine. Um, but the coffee thing. I'm going to pick on my son for a minute. Okay. Coast Guard. Didn't drink coffee. My youngest son, well, my middle son, I guess, the 16-year-old, he's been drinking coffee since he could walk. Now you know why. <laughs> Brandon knows. He was born with it. Yeah, he was born with it. My 20-year-old in the Coast Guard didn't drink coffee growing up. I tried to give him coffee a couple times. Wouldn't touch it. He goes off to basic in Cape May. And I go to see him at Christmas time, that first Christmas after boot camp, after basic, and he's drinking coffee. How, how does he take his coffee? Black. Black. Okay. Just, I All mean, right. And, and I've, he's made coffee. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, son. A stout. This is you, good stuff. Do you remember when you guys first started drinking coffee? Like, was it, mm. was it from, from teat to, to coffee cup, or my, did you take my, it on later on in life? My later? earliest coffee days is going to go back to my grandmother. I remember as a kid going to my grandma's house. Thank you, grandma. I know you're not listening. You're in a nursing home. Um, she might be. We're huge. She, We're well, huge with the 85. She plus. won't remember. She has, she has dementia. But, um, I started We're not drinking, laughing about that, but it is. Kind I started of funny. drinking coffee with her at it's like at three. Yeah. And but it was mostly. I mean, she would pour coffee and in a and coffee milk, cup yeah. and a lot of milk in yeah, there, right? Cafe leche. But, yeah. Right. So I mean, it just started yeah. out as that and kind of worked myself into what I drink today. Not now maybe. I'm like blending espresso with oh, regular yeah. coffee and right. Yeah. No, yeah, I um, my family's from the mountains of eastern Kentucky, and so I did grow up drinking coffee, but it was just Mountain Dew. Yeah, right? so <laughs> I didn't have different kind. Of- I didn't have the black coffee. I started off, I think, probably like my senior year of high school with like you know the gas station cappuccinos, right, right. and then. You it know, was like loaded with French vanilla. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it didn't even taste like coffee. And then you go to boot camp, and they give you like those little like MRE ones, mm-hmm. and you're like packing, you know, dippers with yep. it. Yep. Stay put a, pl- pl- pluck yeah, a heater little... in there with some powdered Folgers <laughs> instant coffee. That's right. That's ha. right. It was disgusting. Ha. But now uh, I just saw that the guy that supposedly killed Bin Laden. I'm still very suspect of that story. It was Rob Riggle. <laughs> Rob Riggle. No, but the guy that killed Robert O'Neill has his own little uh, coffee dip company. Does now. he really? Yeah, he does. Man. So, and Why? it says like made by the guy that killed Bin Laden. Really? He's no, leaning into that. If he did, he'd be like, man, it's both brilliant yeah, right? and polarizing at the exact same Absolutely. time. Absolutely. At the exact same and time. And I'll explain later at a later date why I'm just suspect of that. But my whole thing is special operations. I'm not a special operator, but you know, you you would know because I'd tell you because that's yeah. what special operators do. Yeah. You're supposed for, to be silent professional. Right. First right? rule is to is to not talk about it, right? right? Yeah. That's kinda of out the window. It's kinda of like yeah. a fight club thing. Anyway, that's my yeah. that's my rant. Special forces aren't the only ones out there, guys. Yeah, there was gosh, a whole other DOD. Regular old Marines were doing <laughs> stuff too, you jerks. <laughs> All right, when did you first start drinking coffee? Uh, I, I can remember doing the young thing with my mom because my mom and dad are voracious coffee drinkers. Have been my as- dad doesn't drink coffee at all. Really? My mom does. All my mom would drink coffee all day. My dad doesn't touch it. Damn. Dad suspect then. Mountain Dew guy for yeah, life. Dad suspect. Right. Yep. So like I would I you know, I can remember like on some Sunday mornings I was young, I'd get like mostly milk with some coffee in it. Um and then I really feel like it exploded my coffee drinking somewhere in my early twenties mm. in the Marine Corps for sure, because it's like a comfort. It's not even about yeah. I 
I rest well. I sleep really well um, now, thank goodness. Lucky. So, like, I, I don't have clean conscious, man. Clean conscious and clean living. I, um, like I don't have a need for the caffeine from an energy perspective. It's just comforting to me. It's probably like a little ritualistic. TK, TK, our engineer and producer, coffee shamed me a couple weeks ago. Because oh, really? I was like, I'm stopping to get a coffee. And he's like, um, yeah, he said, you pay for that. And then he also offered that he has the best coffee Ooh. in North Carolina at 13 cents a liter. So we got to take him up on that. Yeah, but, I'm, I'm down to try. But I mean, yeah, it's absolutely. the comfort and it's the ritual, I think, of having coffee that's every bit as much as the, as the taste and... I think there's a there there is I know that there's fields of studies that have come out about the like oral fixation with certain like smoking mm-hmm. cigarettes or like um or, or dipping but it's it's the ritual yeah and that's what kept me for so long when in the military and when I got out that first cup of coffee first thing in the morning with that first cigarette yeah oof, you know now I'm like 15 years removed from it I haven't smoked you know a morning cigarette in 15 years but it's like. I I did it because of the ritual, and right. I still think like nostalgic about the ritual. Yeah, you, know? yeah, you were Dirty Lance Corporal. Dirty Lance wanted his, wanted his black coffee and his camel. I, well, you know, it could have been it could have been some darts, you know. Yeah, hey. you know, it could have been, been a little <laughs> whatever they had. No judgment, none whatsoever, none whatsoever. Um, okay, last order of housekeeping business: you have a black eye <clears throat> and blonde hair. And I did beautiful cauliflower ear. Thank you. But you also added two weeks ago. We talked about your yacht, mm-hmm. and we teased that. Yep. This week you've added you've added something even more impressive <laughs> to the fleet over there at Brandon Petty John PLLC. Yeah, there's been some stuff going on in my life. <laughs> um, a friend of mine uh, who's a major in the Marine Corps right now um, said, "Quote: You're like a young Lance Corporal who's got a little bit of money. What are you doing?" Yeah. Yeah, except it's probably not a little bit of money at this point because you've been working your ass off. So yeah, no, no. So yeah, so we, uh, I bought a yacht for three hundred dollars. So you know, obviously we're we're living well. Boys got um, Nevin rude. <laughs> and uh, you know, I, I got rid of my truck last year. Um, I've been a truck driver. You know, not a truck driver, but I've I've drove a truck since I was like seventeen. And so owning a house and having a truck, like you're always using it. And so I, I got rid of my truck in November of last year, and I got the Tesla because. Daddy Elon told me to, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I, I've always wanted a Tesla. He's and putting so, nanobots anyway. in your brain through yeah, yeah. Twitter. He's speaking yeah. through me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> some, some like uh, Patrick Swayze, Demi Moore, yeah. ghost he's kind of divination me. stuff right he's now. A, he's controlling you. Hey, he's he's molding this pot, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just here. No, but uh, I got the Tesla because I always wanted a Tesla. And, uh, you know, business was doing well. And I was like, I'm going to treat myself and get a Tesla. Treat yourself. But I've needed a freaking truck. All right. And so I found, I've been looking for like six or seven months, but I found the most beautiful 1991 Honda ACTY. It's a Japanese import, right hand drive, four speed on the floor. You got to shift with your left hand, which is weird. Um, It's got a smokestack. I don't know why. The guy was some a, things done happened on that vehicle. Happened, so. Did, so did did it did it they go yeet when they put the smokestack on yeet. it? They had to, yeah. <laughs> I flew the Nicki Minaj uh, American flag on it the other day. I got Beautiful. a lot of positive reviews, some yeah. negative. Yeah. Um, you know, who's just born Leland driving that, this thing around? We don't is. do this around here. <laughs> let me ask, let me ask you this. Hang you, on, wait a minute. Okay, he, yeah. he he had to offset the Nicki Minaj flag. What were you playing in the cab? 
Oh, fortunate son. All yeah. Day. Yeah. <laughs> it was be bow now. All right. Here's here's uh, it, to expand on your thought of uh, people not drinking coffee and trusting them. Every man has to own a truck. I believe it doesn't have to be your daily driver, mm-hmm. but you have to have some kind of a pickup truck. Otherwise, I don't know how you do anything in life without it. Who would you trust less? A man who doesn't drink coffee or a man who doesn't have a pickup truck? Coffee. 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 Coffee is not. Coffee is not uh, economically prohibitive. You can buy it. For well, neither is a truck. You a just bought a yacht for three hundred bucks. Well, but to the normal person, you yeah. can have a car and a truck. I have a yacht because you know we're doing well. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Again, I bought it for three hundred dollars. <laughs> it's a paddle boat. It'll Calm down. It'll fit in the back of the Tesla. That's. Well, it's gonna fit in the back of the the. Dude, we gotta get a video of you with the boat. On the on back the, of the Honda mm, and just at the Wrightsville Beach uh, yes. boat ramp and just, boom, just, just singing it back it and sliding that bad boy off. Sliding so, backwards. And then you popping a cig, you firing it, it up. <laughs> Walk, <laughs> goggles, flippers, and a Speedo. Just yeah. a fortunate son in the background. Yes. Dude, we can no, make so, something so beautiful named, with that. We named Hashtag the yacht. Brandon. Last yeah. time we were here, we named the yacht Not Guilty. Not Guilty. And you yeah. found, a, a, I the found sister, a, the sister vessel. The sister vessel, yeah, down in Tampa, Florida. So what's the truck going to be called, guys? We need help. Um, I think that this could be, you know, something that you can help me out with. My yeah. car is a deposition, so whenever anybody calls, I'm in a deposition. I okay. gotta go. Okay, you know, one of those things. Yeah, I love that. Usually, you know, in, in light of, in light of the smokestack, little smoky, little, little smoky. smoky. But it's gotta have a legal. Yeah, it's gotta have a legal a thing, tie-in. legal thing. That way you can write it all. <sighs> anyway, off we'll put that one in the. We'll put that one in the parking lot. So smoking Ooh, gun, smoking gun. Oh Ooh. man, like that's that. pretty good. I like that. That's pretty good. Um, let me ask. Let me tell you this. I called you last week because I get it now. I get the Tesla. I totally do. Yeah. I had to, I had to travel for work and they like, dude, rental car prices are ridiculous for starters. Um, it was like $300 for a one night rental for a Toyota Corolla. And they were like, Hey, hundred bucks for a Tesla. So I'm like, what? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, they were like pushing the Tesla on me. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'll do it. Um, get to the car, have only ridden in a Tesla once before and it was an Uber. Um, Mm. And so I, you know, I'm trying to figure out my way around this thing. I'm freaked out for the first 15 minutes, but then I get on the highway and I call you, you were at VBC, so you didn't answer because I couldn't figure out how to engage the auto drive. Did you figure it out? I figured it out. Yeah. I YouTubed it while I was sitting right Ah. there on the little computer. I love it. (laughs) I figured it all out right there on the spot. And I was like, man, I, I totally understand now. I honestly, Tesla. I really get it now. Like going to and from courts. Um, this is a hypothetical because I would never do this, but I can like read emails and respond. Yeah. And, and eat Chipotle like I yeah. did, you know did not do today. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. You did all those. Things, oh no! It's all hypothetical. Allegedly, 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 you can't prove it. Hey. Write me a ticket. <laughs> Write me a ticket. But yeah. No. So there. <clears throat> I don't know. I, I've been a, lo- a low tech guy when it comes to vehicles, and so this is my first high tech car. Yeah, and it is. It is cool. I wouldn't get the Cybertruck because it looks like a piece of dog shit. But, yeah, you know uh, that whole that whole rollout with the window busting thing. That was I mean all just, all time like mm-hmm. brilliance. So they speaking, did, they did a. Um, did you see the the tow the the tow challenge uh-uh. with the Cybertruck and F one fifty? Who won? Cybertruck. Oh really? yeah, I think it smoked it. No, smoked it. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, uh, are you guys tracking, and is everyone else listening, tracking the potential cage fight between Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk? Yeah, I love this. Yeah, and I, Musk, yeah. I, one, Zuck is an android or a cyborg. Or he's, a cyborg, He's not yeah. a real human being. Um, I think that's well documented. 
Elon might also be some kind of interdimensional creature yeah. or part robot, you know, part human. Uh -huh. um, the government's admitting that there's UFOs out there now. So I don't think anything is off the table. Right. I agree. But I want to see those two slug it out. I want to see who Mark Zuckerberg gets to coach him. Well, he has e been Elon's got some he's got some heavy hitters in his coaching yeah. in his coaching corner. I mean, so does so Zuckerberg has been training with so he went and trained with Mikey Muzumechi, who okay. is a four-time uh jiu-jitsu world champion, current one flyweight champion. He went and trained with uh Israel Adesanya and Alexander Volkanovsky, two UFC uh champions right now. Like I I I just love every bit yeah. of it. I think that I think that they both have unlimited resources to hire whoever the heck they want. Yeah. And it's just, it's so intriguing. And, and just to see it, you know, I'm sorry, name calling to see a bunch of nerds getting a fight yeah. is going to yeah. be amazing. You and I both know though, that it's it, you can getting punched in the face by man is, is, is just different. It's the ultimate wake up call. Mm -hmm. I, have either of those guys really eaten a punch from somebody? Probably not. Yeah. So no I shot. mean, training speed and whatnot, you know, like they're not, they're probably not going Full combat with sixteen ounce gloves, like, yeah. But I just want to see somebody eat a punch for the first time. Yeah. And see I want to see, I see one of them with cauliflower looking over here, like Brandon. Yeah. Yeah. Go. yeah. Well, I mean, they could just program it within their own little hard That's drive. True. They're like yeah. input heart hot cauliflower get, like, ear on Elon. Botox, Botox fillers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sure would. <laughs> ears, it sure would. ears like cyborg. <laughs> what I think will happen. Yeah. What I think will happen is that uh, Musk will catch Zuck with the right hook, and it's going to be total T two. Where the T one thousand, you know, like the the uh, face mask kind of comes off partially, and you sort of see the the uh, machine behind it, and then yeah. the human on the other. That was iconic. Yeah, that was yes. iconic cinema right there. I want to see. I, I want to see it go to the ground. Yeah, I want to see a good ground fight. I think Zuck's got the advantage on the ground. And and He's, when they're on the ground, I want to see some elbows thrown. Yeah. I, I love good elbow strikes. They both anyways. have tech neck. Both of those guys have been. They haven't. You know, they don't have ten to twenty years worth of right. core bodybuilding. I think um, you yeah. know what I'd really like to see them do. Yeah, the best MMA move. No, got knives. No, grabbing balls. Grab grabbing twists. Twist grabbing twists. <laughs> That's one of my favorite videos. <laughs> I do love that one. I do love that one. All right, uh, we got to talk about some real stuff in 34 minutes. Number one, veterans have been politically useful yet again. I was particularly angered by this headline that I'm about to read to you. Um, it is an opinion piece, uh, so take that for what. It's worth from the Charlotte Observer, and it says buffering. This me medical marijuana bill won't turn NC into a pothead's paradise after all. I thought that was a little bit degrading considering that this has been a medical bill mm -hmm. the entire time. It's identified only 12 issues. It would serve about 300,000 North Carolinians. And oh, by the way, and this is the thing that irritates me the most, gentlemen, is that 75% of Democrats, 75% of Republicans, and 75% of independents in the state of North Carolina said they want this done. Voters delivered Republicans a majority in the Senate and the House of Representatives and on the uh, Supreme Court, North Carolina Supreme Court, because they said, if you guys do this, we'll do all these things. And one key mandate that they said they were going to get done when trying to scoop up the veteran cohort voting block is again not getting done. So are we political football? Are we back in the, hey, you guys go sit on the sidelines until we need to call you in again? 
Um, and if yes, what are we going to do about that? Chris? Um, so I told you I was fired up today. I love it. Yeah. I love it. So um, you have to look at what elections take place this year. What seats are available this year? All right. And is there an agenda? If it's, if, if, the, if it's a political agenda to get it pushed, they're going to push, right? Which means this is not a good election year. Next year, it could be wide open, and they try to push it through. But we were ju- 2021 was supposed to be the most important election ever, right? And yeah. so, so, like, we went into this going, all right, we know that, the, that Democrats support this. Um, we know that we're the majority of the way there with the Republicans. And Tim Moore... And all these other people that came in politics here in Wilmington mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for politicians, mind you, that invited me to go to luncheons that I paid for and supported their campaign. And they looked me in the eye and said, hey, we're going to get this done this legislative session. And now they did not. Yeah. My ass is really chapped over it, man. Like it really, really is. Um, and and But for me, as somebody who's looking at it. It's like, okay, all of your constituents support this. Um, you've had three years to get it done. Right. You have the third leading Republican in the state of North Carolina who sponsored the bill. And then you have bipartisan uh, co-sponsorship of it in the Senate. They wrote a very, very tight bill, passed it over the House, and the House can't seem to get it done, despite having a majority and 75% of their constituencies wanting to get it done. So why would you not be able to get it done? What's the real reason it's why not, you can't get it because done? Because at the end of the day, it's not important to them. No. It doesn't affect them. That's what they don't see. So and you, at the end of the day, whatever they do in Congress, all right, on either side, it's about votes, right? So you, you just said 300,000 people. Mm-hmm. How many citizens are in North Carolina? Several million, six million, seven million? Do, I don't know. Does 300,000 matter when it comes to a vote? Because they're, well, they're but not, not, but they're not about a vote. We're not talking about 300,000 These people have guaranteed, they're like, we're going to get this passed. We're going to get this passed. Well, you know what? If I don't get those voters back and I'm re, I'm going to run again for reelection, do you think that's really going to matter? Because of those 100 counties, let's just, let's theoretically break this down. Mm-hmm. All right. 300,000 people, 100 counties, 30,000 per county. All right. Am I worried about 30,000 voters. How many of those 30,000... Therein lies the problem. How many of those 30,000 voters are actually going to vote? Therein lies the problem. It shouldn't matter if they get your vote because you pass a bill. But that's what I'm saying. That's what it's about. It's about votes. Well, then that makes me even more cynical about the... Well, you guys are just being naive and acting like money doesn't have anything to do with this. No, money has everything to do with it. There are lobbyists that are forcing not forcing but they are because they control their all of their money and their Mm. jobs afterwards that are there on behalf of whatever interest or whatever you know whatever master they're serving at that time whether it's you know alcohol or whether it's um you know pharmaceutical companies whatever it is there there are these external things happening that make stupid things happen or make good things not happen when it comes to politics. I don't think it has anything to do with constituency. I think that, I think that 90% of them, uh, of the elected officials, at least in like the, you know, in the chambers, different chambers, both the state and federal level are just scumbags. Mm. And you know, they're, they're all in it for the money. And until you take money out of politics, 
Well, that's, we're not going to get stuff. That's done. actually the part of me, part of me that's relieved by it not getting done because as I was going up there for the past three years and I did not participate in it nearly as much this year. I think they kind of sidelined me because I am saying openly right now what it is that I'm about to say. Um, I'm kind of glad that the special interest groups and the politicians and the multi-state cannabis operators that don't live here in North Carolina are going to have to wait a little while longer to start making some money. Mm -hmm. I really, really am. I really am. And I hope that everybody who is in, who has found medical cannabis to be a net benefit um, for treating any of the diseases or disorders or conditions that were listed as approved in the medical cannabis bill continues to source it illegally and continues to exercise civil disobedience as it relates to their own health care. Yeah, I mean, it, it just, it, we and, and to go back to your original question, we are absolutely just political pawns that nobody, you know, they're going to put us away until it's important again, and mm -hmm. then they'll they'll bring the veteran community back into the fold. They do the same thing with law enforcement, whether it's good or bad. They do the same thing with, you know, nurses or teachers. Mm -hmm. You know, we're again, you know, listen. If you want to affect change, you need to start at your local level. Um, you know, we need our we need our city. You know. We need our county commissioners. We need our DA. We need all these people to hear why we want these things so that they can tell people, and then it snowballs, right? And so, you know, you want to make as big of an impact as you can start locally. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't think if you are going to start locally, don't join a party. Don't be a Republican or a Democrat. Yeah. Run as an independent mm -hmm. who is fair-minded and listens to a broad um, swath of opinions and then really find a way to be a consensus maker for the people that actually put you in office, because, you know, I've seen I've seen veterans run as Democrats and veterans run as Republicans. And you're like all fired up. You're like, yeah, one of our community is going to be there. And then they all just kind of it's like somebody gave me this analogy the other day. It's like it's like two attorneys fighting it out in the courtroom. Right. They're saying the nastiest things, maybe not so much about each other and maybe not nasty is the wrong word to say. They're saying things to to um argue in favor of whatever side it is that they're on. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, at 530 at night, they're going to be at the same club sharing a cocktail with each other, yep. you know, because they are professionals in the same industry and they get it. It's just business, right? Yep. right? It's just business. And that's where we see all these, polit I believe, where all these politicians end up getting to. You may come into it with the right reasons to be a public servant, but eventually the gravity of all of that pulls you away from it and you just kind of become whatever it is that they that they that they are i guess well i you couldn't have said it better i think that that hits the nail on the head and you know i always tell people when they ask me for my opinion on something i say oh, i don't have an opinion i get paid to have an opinion yeah and i feel like politicians are of that same mindset mm. i'm just a business person saying it out loud and, yeah <laughs> and they're taking your money and 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 because i don't remember exactly how you said it before we started the show uh about your recent rash of decisions when i told you that i love you because mm -hmm. you 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 i believe you have great judgment i see you as somebody who has good judgment thank you but then also you do these somewhat not reckless things maybe they're a little reckless how would you say chris like self not self-sabotaging self i dyed my hair i dyed my hair <laughs> on sunday all right he looked like the real slim shady from 2003 I, the way that I described it is, you know, I would rather have these little small instances of, <laughs> look, we all have some sort of capacity for self-destruction. And so I was telling the, the boys before we started, 
hey, a lot of things have been going good in my life recently. Let's see if I can just magically pull off some blonde hair, knowing deep down inside that it was going to be terrible. Yeah. So then I found out that did, I can't pull off the Slim Shady look, and I re-dyed my hair. Did your old driver's license photo or passport photo that you shared a while ago, did that encourage you to go, maybe I still got it? Maybe, a little Maybe bit. Brandon still got the fastball. A little bit. Yeah. You know, I don't know what I was saying. You know, sometimes you just got to make a change. I would have ran with it. The photo you showed me, I thought yeah. was beautiful. I appreciate you. At least um, give it At least give it like a month or something, let people see you out, and then, you If know. I wasn't the face of my company mm -hmm. <laughs> and had to be taken seriously, mm -hmm. then I would have done that. Your views would have exploded. No, they would have, yeah. yeah. But exploded. until I can just live off of my social media money, yeah, I yeah, got to yeah. make that lawyer money. <laughs> yeah, you got to make that lawyer money. Got to make that lawyer money. Um, okay, I think we could put SB3 to bed. Just just know I'm disappointed in you all. I'm very disappointed in you all. And, and just so the, you know, if there's any legislatures out there listening— you're literally just missing out on tax dollars. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing that, 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 still that baffles do it. me. It's like um, people want it, and it's economically viable, and it's going to bring in all new sorts of revenue to the state that we don't currently have. Um, it's going to decrease the burden on law enforcement. It's going to decrease the burden on the court systems. Like, And there's 36 other states that have it medically legal. We're we're like the tobacco king of the world, aren't we? We but at I mean, one point we were inevitably. They're the ones that are going to end up running that part anyway. Yeah, right. So you okay? You can touch my knee with yours anytime. We're getting real sensual real over weird. here. Real, All right, we're going to put SB three to bed because yeah. our legislature did, and you know, no one cares about our opinions anyway. It's so. probably. I mean, they try. Yeah, they don't. They tried it for three years. I think maybe four years. Twenty twenty one, twenty two, twenty three. So I doubt that. I mean, it's, it's probably dead in the water for this for this government that we have. We won't see it come up again for another couple of years. Well, there's possibility that when I think Virginia goes full recreational mm -hmm. on January one. Mm -hmm. Um, so once they see the amount of money that's going into Virginia, maybe they'll, maybe they'll re maybe. rethink it. But maybe. Who knows? I think we'll get surrounded first, South Carolina. I think so yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about, uh, thought just occurred to me. What do you think about us like starting our own independent political party? And here's what we run on entire week of the 4th of July off. Mm. Mm. And that's number one in our platform. Mm. Daylight savings time eradicated forever. Mm. Mm. And like we could it. pick two other things that are just inconveniences to us that everybody can agree with, and we'll build a huge coalition, and we'll take over the world. Yeah, I mean, taxes are important. You know, they have a place. I think all taxation is theft, but yep. it does have a place right now. And so I think that we should tax premature honkers oh. who honk prematurely. Hit a premature honker with a, with a social credit yeah. tax. Yeah, like, a, little, yeah. a little, you know— Three Bitcoin yeah. fine. I dig it. <laughs> Three Bitcoin That's fine. That's a lot. Yeah, that is a lot, man. Like, <laughs> That's like deal, 150 grand. Deal me in on that. <laughs> one stock of Berkshire Hathaway. All right. Done. One share. One, one share. share. Love it. Um, all right. Topic number two that we were going to talk about was dealing with passive aggressive people. I've been hitting people, and, and I think I'm feeling this because of this whole political nonsense that we dealt with now for three years that got us absolutely nowhere with SB3. Because I think it's very hard for somebody to look you in the face and tell you something and then not do it because that's hard for me. Like, if I tell you I'm going to do something, I feel like I have to do it. But I've gotten the sense that people are actually really, really good at doing the exact opposite. Mm. They're, they're called politicians. They're called yeah, politicians. Right. That's right. That's yeah. right. <laughs> but, but, I mean, I think, I think that's almost like a... 
it's not necessarily an occupation. It's like a personality type. Right. Because there's people who can be politicians without actually having, you know, the title of it because just they'll, they'll tell you one thing and do something completely different. For sure. I've been hitting people with the Uno reverse card. When people are doing that to me, I tell them that I'm going to pray for them. And then all of a sudden the conversation sort of changes a little bit. What do you guys do to deal with passive aggressive people? Let's start within your profession and then we can move through to your to your personal life if you feel so inclined. Go ahead. I'll let you touch on this. Oh, one first. I love this. They're little smiles right um, now. <laughs> so I'm a very direct person and I have experienced opposing counsel who send passive aggressive barbs or whatever, jabs, and um, you know, or, you know, just, just the body language of people in a room uh, where I was in a meeting not too long ago and someone clearly didn't like what I had to say. And so as they were like a, you know, uh, an eight-year-old, like whispered to the person next to him. And I said, hey, we're here to be productive. If there's an issue, I'd like to, I'd like for us to talk about it. Yeah. And then it like, you know, kind of opened that up. But like, had I not been like that and I just would have, you know, kind of just been passive aggressive about it, nothing would have been accomplished. Yeah. And and the whole meeting would have just gone away. And so, or, you know, the purpose of the meeting would have gone away. So, so you just addressed it directly. I try to address okay, it. Okay. What directly. did you mean by that? Yeah. I mean, yeah, legitimately like, Hey, you know, this is a collaborative environment. What's going on? Yeah. Like why, why is there like, I always, side conversations I always like that on? approach where it's like, you kind of put the, Oh, it's like, help me understand. I'm not understanding something. I'm yeah, missing yeah. something. Right. What was the purpose of what you just said? <laughs> right. You know, and then yeah. just let them kind of figure it out right. for themselves. What what about you, Chris? Um, I mean, obviously coming from, you know, a, a place where when I talk to people, it's, you know, I'm going to address them direct. Yeah. Um, especially passive address or passive aggressive people anyways. Um, you see them, you see them in, in the courtroom. And but you know what? It even happens not only with other lawyers, it happens with other cops. Um I hate to say prima donnas, but I've worked with some prima donnas and, you know, we're, you know, we may be talking about something and they'll kind of the same thing. And Hey, you, you, you guys got a better idea than what we got planned right now. We I mean, go ahead and just call it out right to begin with. Yeah. And it shuts them down. Yeah. yeah. And like, I'm open for criticism. Yeah. Just, you gotta I mean, be able to criticize. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying I know everything, but I have stayed at a holiday and express before at least once or twice. Yes, Boom. you have. So for probably under a hundred bucks a night. That's right. And before you get to your, before you get to yours, I want to say that the other way that I deal with, this is not really passive aggressive, but I was on the phone with Chris the other, like two weeks ago. And there was a guy behind me. I'm going 10 over mm. in the Tesla. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm on autopilot. Yeah. This dude's behind me riding my ass, flipping me off. And so what I do in those situations, instead of flipping back, which, you know, sometimes happens, I just aggressively wave. Okay. And it makes them so much more mad. How, how aggressively? Like, Show like me a, the. <laughs> Every time someone gets behind me and they're gesturing at me, I just wave like that. And it, there's only, there's one of two things that can happen. It's going to de-escalate, which happens 0% of the time, or they just go to a 10. Yeah. What do you think he thought that you were doing wrong? Uh, I just wasn't breaking the law enough. Enough. Yeah. You should what have was been he driving though. It was a Tacoma. He didn't like even, older he model did, or no? It, it was a newer one. Yeah. The you know, new, if you're listening, Tacoma, dude, guys. just calm down, bro. Yeah. I mean, really, it's not that. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. I'm already going. My rule is, I will go ten over. Yeah. Because I know that most cops are gonna, or whatever it's gonna get reduced to, is either nine over or anything. So no one's gonna ticket me for ten over unless they're just being a jerk. So. If you ask me to go more than 10 over, I'm not going to do it. Mm. Whether you're riding my ass or not. I'm yeah. already breaking the law. Yeah. 
you know, hey, let me let me be. Set some boundaries, man. Yeah. Why not? Now, I'm with you. Let's let's hear your your way to deal with passive aggressive folks and early honkers. I want to bring that around. I've been doing I've been doing honk, honk. a combination of what you guys just said in the workplace. In the workplace, I'm like, help me understand what you meant by that. Like in in when I was a younger person, I would get very angry about it, and I would probably meet it with anger. Mm. Right. And like, just be passive aggressive right back. Mm. You know, like, let's just start this, this, let's just start this really uncomfortable environment. If you want to yeah. go there, we'll go there. I've been in a couple of those tit for tat. Yeah. 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 They're not, they're not productive. It happens. Yeah. You are petty John, John. after yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. Petty comes first. I put the petty and petty John. Petty baby. and petty John. But I found that I didn't much care for that approach. It made relationships uncomfortable and it made, like, I kept thinking about it. You know, like I would dwell on those situations. And when people are renting uh, space in your head without having to pay for it, like that's not a good thing. So I just decided to throw that back on them. But I was I'm always I don't I'm not as direct, I think, as you guys. I don't beat around. I try not to beat around the bush, but also don't want to come across as confrontational or mean. Um, and so I had to really, really work on it. And I found the help me understand what it was that you meant by that, because I'm not quite understanding. I'm not grasping what it was that you meant by that comment, can you explain it further to me? And then just sit back and wait. That tends to be really disarming, but then I, I find that I tend to get the truth of what it is that somebody was trying to articulate when they did it in a way that was not productive, in my opinion. Yeah, I think, it's, I think that's a good approach. Obviously, probably better than, I don't know, like my approach, and it's probably not the best, is just that I found if you're direct with somebody, even if it catches them off guard and then you can like, you can kind of walk back coming, co coming off confrontational, mm -hmm. but you got, you got what you wanted out, right? right? You got out what they wanted to say. Then you can be like, Hey, look, I'm not, I wasn't trying to be confrontational. I'm trying to get to the bottom of this. I really appreciate you sharing that. But if, if you're trying to tease it out of somebody, yeah, it's, I've dealt with enough people who like, for lack of better words, like want attention. Yeah. And so like, sometimes like you have to, and then what? What more? What yeah, more? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, just that, where do you want to go to eat tonight? I yeah. don't know. All right, let's go there. Well, I don't want to go there. You know yeah. where you want to go. <laughs> so just like, you know, that into a professional atmosphere, I've, you know, it's probably not the best approach. And you got to, you got to read the room and know who you're talking to. But my approach is address the issue and then, you know, walk, you know, do, do damage control yeah. afterwards if you have to. I saw a pretty great meme on the interwebs about, mm -hmm. uh, about, you know, like, the, the joke is, is that your wife never knows where she wants to go for dinner, right? You mm -hmm. ask, and she's like, I don't know. I don't care. You pick. Um, he said on the meme, it was, um, tell your wife that you're taking her to dinner as a surprise, and she has to guess. And one of the first three places that she guesses, that's the one that you take her to. And I was like, that's kind of a good idea. I like that. That's, yeah, that's smart. I'll, maybe I'll try that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're going to dinner tonight, babe. We are? Where? Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly where we're I'm going. I'm talking about if I get married again. I gotta get, yeah, if you get married I gotta again. I got to get a reservation. Yeah, 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 yeah right. Yeah, you got to be super sneaky about everything else that you do from there and hope that you have a table. Most of you can do online this. So you could play off like Dude, that or you go and you freak out. They're like, what? You don't have my reservation? I set this weeks ago, you know, and really just... Yeah, be really a just be like the kind of con just, man. You yeah, be really yeah. good when you walk in. You gotta yep. make sure you can look at the book and be like, "My name is right there." It's right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, you just steal somebody else's identity <laughs> too while you're at it. Mr. El Jefe. Mr. El Jefe. Mr. El Jefe. 
Um, okay, I think that was that was good. We got like 13 minutes left. Have you guys been tracking on this uh, on this serial killer up in Long Island? I haven't. A, a little bit. Okay. My wife's all about it. Okay, my wife is kind of going down a deep, deep rabbit trail too, as well with it. I've I'm amazed at how a regular human being who's just like an engineer or architect or something can get away that long with murder. And, and I know he hasn't had his day in court yet. So allegedly, all this is allegedly. Yeah. What do you, what are your, what are like, you, yeah. What do you track from a law like? enforcement? Did they, was there issues that they could, could they have caught let's him sooner? Talk about the and case then, file. Like what, what actually well, let's just start this. What's the nature of his crimes and how many do they so think they, they right now they have him on at least two. Okay. Um, but what got me, and I mean, I can't really go like full scope depth, you know, into this investigation, but how they tracked them was, it was pizza. Yeah. It was DNA on a pizza box, yes. right? Pizza gate. Pizza gate. Yes. So that, that right there just, I mean, so that's the attention grabber. Yeah. That's better than the, the Charlotte Observer and the pothead. Yeah, it right? sure is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sure is. Yeah. How do you collect DNA off of a pizza box? So you don't want to know. You yeah. don't want to know. Yeah. Well. Um, I do want to. I will do a consult. If okay. wants, no, yeah, yeah. Is this another one of those $5,000 no. an hour services that you provide? Maybe. Uh, <laughs> no. So um, what they did is they um, they had to get a tip to watch this guy. Somebody somebody tipped yeah. them off to keep an eye on him. They follow, Or they were, you know, maybe they were looking in this guy. I mean, again, the scope of the investigation is not going to come out. Sure. Um, but they were on him. They watched him go into a, a pizza place in New York. He got pizza, um, you know. Shame on him for not eating all of his pizza. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, there's not the DNA unless he spit on or, or wiped his mouth on the, the, the cellophane paper that they put down on top of the, the paper plate. Yeah. Um, he didn't eat all his crust. And the way that Dude, the way you that gotta I read, eat all your the crust. way that I read it was they got it off of the pizza. And I'm thinking, okay, well, maybe he didn't eat all the pizza. And there's yeah. he got the crust. So they collect the crust. They bag it, they tag it, they take it down. But to compare the comparison, the DNA comparison, they had to have a sample of his. So, I mean, so you know, to match it to something else. So when they did uh, DNA testing of one of the victims, mm -hmm. and they took that DNA testing or that DNA um, result from the result of the pizza, that's like the Golden State Killer a yeah. couple years ago. Yeah, caught him. They just went and dug out of his trash. So, the lesson here, boys and girls, is that if you are committing crimes eat your crust yeah always always, always eat the crust. Always it goes eat your no crust. it just goes back to like you know when you're a small child you yeah. eat all finish your dinner your before yeah. you get up clean your plate finish your milk just don't lick right the, just don't lick the plate it when you're done <laughs> yeah right it could keep you or someone's gonna be licking your plate you winding up in jail <laughs> that's it yeah after you allegedly kill 11 women and they were all they, i think they were all prostitutes too i think I, they were all so. escorts um so my mom, Sex my mom workers. is deep, yes, deep, going to be deep in this one. Do you guys watch trials? Like, is that something that you? Last trial I watched was Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. So but that was just, you had yeah, to, yeah. right? Because it's just two people bitching at yeah. each other. I went and watched, I mean, I went and watched part of a trial, a local trial, not too long ago, mm -hmm. just because I was there and interested um, in, in the subject matter of it. But, um yeah, I don't like sit down and watch trials. Yeah, I mean, you know, in, in 20 years, I sat down, I had to sit in a courtroom, and I would listen to some trials, um, some good, some not so good, yeah. some comical. Mm -hmm. um, but if I don't have to, I'm not going to anymore. Do you have to maintain your professional composure when it's a really, really dumb criminal for a dumb crime? Or will you just, like, laugh and you don't care if anybody in the courtroom sees it? <sighs> well... 
<laughs> I've got. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give a three minute story real quick. Okay, do it. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm gonna, gonna leave. I'm gonna leave. We got, some, we gonna got leave, eight. I'm gonna leave some names out. But anyhow, young young rookie officer. He's a uh, he's a sergeant at an agency I used to work at. Now he was young. We arrested this couple one night for domestic. They beat the shit out of each other. I'm gonna say their names because this is gonna tie my story in. His name was Joe Funk and her name was Vicky Funk. Okay. All right. So Joe beat the sh- or that night Vicky beat the shit out of Joe. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So we arrested Vicky. We had her down at the office. She was talking about this new rookie officer, how she was going to make a man out of him, so on and so forth. Right? Ooh, Great. Oh, like really and I'm like, being I'm like, egging, I'm, I'm egging it on. Yeah. And you know what? I'm a bit of a smartass. So, <laughs> no. I, so I look at Vicky and I say, "Hey, do you know who Terry Funk is?" Now, Terry Funk was a wrestler in the mm-hmm. '80s. He was also one of the bad guys in Roadhouse, right? Uh-huh. Road she looks house. at me and she said, "I bet you that's the bitch Joe's been fucking." Lost it. I'm laughing, dying. Right? <laughs> Great. Were they? Were they? Were they drunk? She was drunk and high. Yeah, they both smoked all the time. Anyhow, yeah. so we go to court. <laughs> she rep- she represents herself. Of course she does. So she said, "Do you remember what you asked me that night?" And I said, "Yes." Do you remember asking me about Terry Funk? The judge says, "No, you didn't." I was like. <laughs> Yeah, I did. <laughs> Joe just kind of puts his head down. And, uh, <laughs> it was great. And afterwards, that judge is like, I could not keep a straight face anymore when she said Terry Funk. Was she was she trying to use that as like a line of questioning to yes. get her case dismissed? As if that, if that had, had anything to do with her to beating do? the crap out of her husband. Wow. <laughs> wow. There is so much comical stuff that goes on in court that you have to laugh yeah. at some point. Speaking of that, did you watch that Jerry Duty show? Uh, yeah, I've watched the first couple episodes. I've only it. watched a couple yeah, episodes. Yeah, I didn't. It sounded pretty comical. I thing. didn't know about it until after there was like the big reveal that the guy didn't know anything yeah. about it. So, did you watch that? I have not. Yeah. It's so basically the premise is, um, I already I finished my Gator. Yeah, or my, yeah, yeah. My yeah that's good. If that's Carbon, on carbonated the water. Yeah. The the premise of it is that there's, uh, they go in for jury selection. They have like a case, and but only one guy is there and the rest are actors and he doesn't know it so they're doing a bunch of ridiculous stuff throughout right. he's like what the hell is yeah. going on yeah it's good it's a good show you should check it out you should sponsor us uh whoever made that yeah whoever made that show i think it was james marsden <laughs> it I was, was the yeah. guy who old, made that show Jimmy. yeah Jimmy. we go yeah. way back yeah all the way back to sonic the hedgehog days That's right. even before that that dude's been around for a long time i'm trying to think of like the earliest movie that i remember seeing him in i don't remember Probably Enchanted or something. I've got girls, you know. Yeah, yeah, we, watch, yeah. we watch all the princess stuff around here. Uh, yeah. Although I do want to go see Oppenheimer, like, in a big way. I do, too, actually. A big, big way. And apparently uh, Christopher Nolan and his director of photography shot it in a way that if you want the full experience, and IMAX isn't the way to do it. Like, the aspect ratio is oh, so very particular. In the, in the beginning, or yeah. in the, like, front row is yeah. what they were saying. Something about, yeah, something about the way that they shot it. Uh, and this is probably all just good PR and marketing, and anybody, sure. everybody's going to go see it. Because everybody's they gonna be think fighting, they're going to be fighting for the no, front row. No, i, I got to be in seat 1A, B, and C. <laughs> yeah, it's going to have a whole new line of, of double, clients for you. People I like that it. Need double to hammer you. fist from the contender yeah, series. That's right. Um, I love it. All right, cool. I think that's going to wrap up this episode of Signal Fire Radio. Anything else to add, Chris Bradley, before we go? No. Oh, real quick. Yeah. Um, PSA, if you're riding a bicycle at night, make sure you got lights on your bike. Um, they just had one in Craven County, 17-year-old mm. riding his bike on a bridge. Got hit, knocked off the bridge. They had to call a Coast Guard in, some other water rescue units to, um, to, to recover a body from the river. So if you're out a bike at night, 
Light it up. Dude, I've see, I see kids riding around here all the time, like, and it's dark, yeah. dark, and I'm like, where are your parents, man? You, that is dangerous. Yeah. You've officially just became old. I am a get off your lawn guy. <laughs> I, I love am a get it. off I your lawn it. guy. I have. I have. I, it came a little bit quicker than I thought. I thought it was going to be That's in my 40s. Hey, oh. Hey, oh. Um, but here I am. And hey. I'm embracing it, man. Wow. I'm living it. Really? This is me. This is this me. Is me. This, this is, is my me. truth. <laughs> this is my truth. I'm living my truth. <laughs> Brandon Petty John, Port Sydney attorney. Anything to add before we sign off? No. Uh, take your vitamins, drink water, and, um, you know, God bless the USA. God bless the USA. That's going to do it for this episode of Signal Fire Radio. Until next time, go out, feed your mind, strengthen your body, enrich your spirit, grow your tribe, and don't forget to like and subscribe. We'll talk to you next week.